My name is Jared Sullivan, and this is my wife, Leanne. Last November, we celebrated 12 years of marriage. Uh, we have a 10-year-old daughter, Caroline, and an 8-year-old son, Cartwright. I grew up in Oklahoma and was raised by two wonderful Christian parents who set a great example of what a husband and wife should look like. I'm the third of four children and the only boy. We grew up going to church Sunday mornings, Sunday evenings, Wednesday evenings, and any church function that happened in between those days. We were force, forcefully but lovingly submersed in church. I accepted Christ as an early teen and pursued him strongly until my senior year in high school when I began to experiment with drugs, alcohol, and sex. While I maintained an image of a Christian young man with my family and my church, I was living a secret life with a different set of friends. During this time, I went to college at the University of Oklahoma, Boomer Sooner, on a scholarship, but left after my first semester to pursue, pursue a life of rebellion and full-time partying. I had rebelled against my parents and more importantly, abandoned my relationship with Christ. A year later, I decided to return to OU and finish my degree, although my partying lifestyle continued. Shortly after returning, I met a beautiful blonde girl in a bar. That's me. Uh, <laughs> I'm Leanne. I was born and raised here in Dallas. My parents were married in their young 20s and became parents to my sister and I soon after. Shortly after my birth, my parents separated and divorced. I have no memory of my parents as a couple. Both were remarried and divorced again while I was a child. My sister and I were primarily raised by my mom in a single parent household after my dad left and was not consistently involved in our lives. My mom struggled with mental illness and as a result, our childhood was unstable. We were exposed to drug and alcohol abuse and were physically and emotionally abused. My childhood themes were worry, insecurity, and fear. As a result, I focused on school, sports, and friends, trying to be the perfect child and stay out of trouble. There was no daily pursuit of faith in my household. At this point, I did not have, nor did I understand, what a relationship with Christ was. I found myself at the University of Oklahoma after graduating high school. During college, I began to think that if I worked hard enough to make my life different than it was during my childhood, I would be happy and fulfilled. I looked to friends and relationships with guys to distract me from my insecurities. In 2005, I met a handsome, also blonde, hilarious guy I knew I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. After I met Leanne, I pursued her strongly and with my great personality and dashing good looks, uh, it didn't take long for her to come around. Uh, we began a serious relationship shortly after meeting. In our early relationship, an important part of our life was socializing and drinking with our friends. As time went on, Leanne became less involved in the college party scene, and I continued or revved up my partying. When confronted by Leanne about my drinking, I had the excuse that it was not a big deal. Uh, I was still in college, and it was totally normal. We were married in 2008, just before, before graduating college. We moved to Dallas a month after our wedding. 
and we were newly married, working full-time, and my drinking continued with a shifted excuse that it was necessary for networking for networking at work functions. In our, in our early marriage, conflict resolution and communication was difficult. Since my parents never argued in front of me, I never saw an example of marital conflict resolution. Leanne had only seen the conflict in, in divorce. With my tendency to withdraw and my lack of leadership, this led to a lot of unresolved conflict in our marriage. After a year of dating, Jared, my uh, dad passed away suddenly. Um, this was the first time Jared and I struggled in our relationship as I didn't feel supported by him during this loss. Even with communication struggles and unmet expectations with little resolution during dating, I was convinced that marriage was the answer to all of our problems. Um, I believed that I could learn to overlook things or I could change Jared into who I wanted him to be. My struggle was wanting with wanting control began to take deep, deep root during this time. I was seeking happiness and security, and I was looking to Jared to provide that to me. I brought many insecurities from my past into our relationship, and it led to immediate mistrust with Jared, even before he had a chance to make a mistake. God was working during this time, but I didn't know it. Jared's family was amazing, and is amazing. <laughs> I have faithful in-laws who immediately started sharing the gospel with me and had been praying for me long before we met. I did not respond at the time, but one day I would understand their pursuit of Jared and I. Less than a year into our marriage, I had, I had to start traveling for work. I spent weeks away, uh, weekdays away from home and came home on the weekends. Alcohol was no longer filling the void, so I turned to drugs. On and off for the next four to five years, I would use drugs to cope, cope with the stress in my life. It was an escape for me, and I hid it from Leanne. I did find moments of real conviction when I thought about how I was failing to lead my family as a father and as a husband. I would find myself praying to God that Leanne would catch me so I would be forced to make a change. Where I can be described is in Psalms 69, 1 and 2. Save me, O God, for the waters have threatened my life. I have sunk in the deep mire, and there is no foothold. I have come into the deep water, and a flood overflows me. God was faithful and answered this prayer. In 2014, Leanne found out and confronted me about my drug use. After initially denying it, I finally confessed to all that had been happening. Although this was an important first step towards healing our marriage, it was temporary because we were still looking at all the wrong things to fix our marriage. While Jared traveled, the physical distance led to more emotional distance between us. We had our first child in 2011, and my life was forever changed. I was able to find a new identity, security, and happiness in being a mom. This only gave me more things to feel like I needed to get control over. Controlling my environment had become a way I felt like I could make our lives more stable and secure. I was a worried mom and a distant wife. I did not give Jared the attention or love that a wife is called to give her husband because I was spending all of my time planning our every decision. The thought of my relationship with Jared becoming before my children was foreign to me. At this time, Jared's drinking did not seem to be as frequent, but each time he drank, the conflict in our marriage continued to escalate. 
we were not resolving conflict during this time in our marriage. I would react to his behavior by threatening to leave with our daughter if it didn't stop. I was in denial that I had any part in our marital problems. While Jared withdrew, I gladly stepped up and became very controlling of our life, our family decisions, and our schedule. We had our second child in 2013. My day-to-day life was busy with two kids under two, and I continued to allow our marriage to become less and less of a priority. When I found out about his drug use, I was devastated. I reacted by giving him an ultimatum, get help or lose your family. Once again, I wanted him to be fixed since I thought he was the problem. And my frustration continued to grow that I had not been able to change him. Proverbs 21 speaks of the wife that I was. Better to live in the desert than with a quarrelsome and nagging wife. After a few months of trying to fix our problems alone and being very isolated, we heard about re-engage. We decided to go, and I was extremely scared. I hoped to see major change in Jared. Little did I know how much change needed to happen in me. It was easy to be deceived to think that Jared was the major problem. He just needed to stop doing drugs, stop drinking, stop withdrawing, and all would be okay. Worldly advice validated my thoughts of him being the issue. The same thinking likely would have led me to think that I did not deserve this treatment and I should leave him. I was in for a rude awakening. During our time at Reengage, God started working on my heart. When I came to Reengage, I did it reluctantly. I knew I wanted my marriage to be better, and I knew I didn't want to lose my wife and kids. So I agreed to bear down and push through it. Every week we came, we found a little more hope. We found much encouragement and love from our very great leaders, Clark and Candy Lauderdale, over there. A very important part in this moment of our story needs to be highlighted. Reengage was not what saved our marriage. Clark and Candy were not who, who saved our marriage. The Lauderdales were very instrumental in bringing God's plan close in in God's plan to bring us closer to Him. And yes, the reengage material was tremendously helpful in equipping my wife and I to address and work through issues, seek and offer forgiveness, better communicate, better serve, and better understand one another. But even after finishing reengage, I was still missing the key ingredient to really equip me to lead my family well. That ingredient was my relationship with Christ. I hadn't fully returned to him, but once I made, <clears throat> made that decision to swallow my pride, <clears throat> excuse me, and admit I needed God, I found, even after being gone for so long, a father that never stopped awaiting my return, a father that still had open arms ready to receive his imperfect son. Job 22:23 says, "If you return to the Almighty, you will be restored. If you remove unrighteousness far from your tent." The moment I returned, I found that restoration in Christ. I found that a weight I wasn't intended to carry was lifted from me. Our marriage is far from perfect, and we still fall short every day, but he is always there awaiting our return with arms open wide. While doing a lesson on God's grace during re-engage, I learned about the undeserved love that the Lord has for me. I started to understand that God loved me, no matter what I'd done in the past. I saw that he had not forgotten me even my, in my most difficult moments as a child. His plan was beyond my understanding. Like in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. 
I was not perfect, I had sinned, and I was not being a devoted wife. I was investing in everything but my marriage. The Lord knew I would fall short in this life and he sent his son to die for me so that I would no longer have to be separated from him. As a parent, I had to soak that in. He let his son die for me. I had been seeking this secure and happy life, but I'd missed the most important part. He was all the security that I needed. With a lot of guidance from Christian women, I began to pursue a relationship with the Lord, put my focus on him, and he began to work on me. The Lord showed me that I had a part in our marital problems. I was looking to Jared to be my security and happiness, and I wasn't giving him the opportunity to lead or trusting that he was able. I had been trying to control him and his actions for so long, I was forcing him to withdraw. I found that when I stopped trying to control our marriage and lives, Jared began to seek the Lord to lead. This was not easy for me, but I wasn't giving God a chance to work in Jared's heart. There is no greater joy to me than having a husband, having my husband <laughs> take a leadership role in our family. As a daughter of Christ, I have learned many things. I started as fearful, anxious, self-centered, and mistrusting. I now seek to be more trusting, God-centered, and content. A verse that I've relied on many times as a believer is Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. It's been amazing to watch Leanne transform into a God-fearing wife and mother. Immediately after turning her life over to Christ, she heavily pursued a personal relationship with him. It was extremely encouraging to watch, and it motivated me to be the husband and father I knew God had called me to be. I had the privilege of bab baptizing my wife uh, three years ago. We have a... This used to be the end of our story, but in March 2018, the Lord began to work on us. After Leanne had a minor outpatient procedure, her surgeon made a mistake and, was and she was unexpectedly in the hospital fighting for her life. We were looking at an uncertain tomorrow and frustrated at the mistake of the surgeon that would change our lives. These were the most difficult circumstances we had ever faced as a family. The enemy wanted us to go back to our old ways and believe, uh, and, and believe we had stepped into battle alone with no weapons to fight, but we were quickly reminded that God had given us all we needed. In Ecclesiastes 4, 9, and 10, it reads, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either, either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity one who falls and has no one to help them. <clears throat> Jared led our family through this difficult several months as God slowly healed my body. Jared did not do this by his own strength. He sought strength from the Lord. He prayed relentlessly. He trusted the Lord's plan for us was good, even when we were, not, even when we were just getting by minute by minute. He accepted help, he accepted help from our wonderful family our, and our community around us. I could spend hours telling you beautiful stories about the way Jared loved me well through this time. In years past, this trial would have looked very different. I can't imagine the destruction and darkness that this would have brought into our family had we not had the Lord and his people surrounding us. I'm thankful for the complete transformation in my husband. 
It is a change that the world would have told me couldn't happen and a change that doesn't make sense. People once advised me to leave him. If I had listened to that advice during those dark times in our marriage, I would have missed out on these wonderful years with a man who loves me well. Our children would have spent the last seven years in a broken home. We were not capable of making it through these things, but the Lord is, and he provided a way to turn our ashes into beauty. We celebrated our 12-year wedding anniversary last year. Lastly, we realized through our trials that we must constantly be on our guard. In the small successes we have had, we always see common factors. So to leave leave you with a little something, here are a list of five C's that are always present when things are going well. Number one, community. Surrounding ourselves with a community of other Christ followers has been essential. Confession. Keeping short accounts with one another, confessing, and asking forgiveness when we do stumble. Circle. Staying in your circle and continuing to work on ourselves, overlooking small offenses with one another. Four. Commitment. Never turning our backs on the covenant that we made to stay together and pursue oneness in our marriage. Fifth, and most importantly, Christ. Keep Christ at the center of your marriage. When that relationship does not come first, our other relationships will suffer. Thank you for listening, and thank you for letting us share.